Today, as we conclude this series on uh, Thank God It's Monday and, and how God uh, uh, looks uh, at our work, um, I'd like us to look at, uh, for just a minute, well, as you know, it's probably going to be more than a minute, but uh, look at uh, this idea of work-life balance. Um, perhaps that's a, a misnomer. Uh, does God really want us to just keep all the plates spinning or, or just, just keep the, uh, the, the, the balls up in the air, so to speak? Uh, or is there a, a better way to approach life? Uh, I've told you for weeks now that, that God cares about your work, right? That, that your work matters to God. Not just what you do, but even more how you do it matters to God. Uh, our, our theme verse, uh, verses for this is Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24. Uh, whatever you do, maybe you can say it by heart, I don't know. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So whatever you're doing, and for the most of us, that that, that includes work of, of some point, we need to put our heart into it, right? Because you're working for God. Now, we've seen a lot of things uh, in regards to this over these last several weeks, uh, a lot of ramifications of what those verses might mean for us. Um, don't be idle, or don't, don't make your work an idol. Uh, don't be idle in your work. Uh, work with excellence. In other words, do your best, right? Um, or uh, And also work with integrity. Do the right thing. Uh, work is worship. Just the act of work is, uh, is worship. Uh, don't hide your faith at work because God wants to use you to, uh, f- as an influence uh, to influence those around you. Persevere through difficult work. We looked at last week, right? Sometimes work is not all that pleasant, but we need to persevere sometimes. Hey, when you're considering uh, new work or a- another job or something along those lines, consider God first when looking for that. We've looked at all those things and more. Um, um, it, we we work a lot of our lives, and we need to make sure that that work has significance. But but what about okay? We've talked about work. What about the rest of our lives? Uh, is there a balance between work and everything else? Between work and family, that comes up a lot, right? Uh, we can we can come down on a couple of extremes, I guess. I, I mean, on the one hand, you can put so much emphasis on your work that you you neglect your family. But does that mean that we should pour ourselves into our families and neglect our work? I, I read about a, a new father who was contemplating these issues right after the birth of his uh, of his son, and he was so overjoyed and overwhelmed uh, with the re- new responsibilities of fatherhood, and he evaluated his life, uh, and he knew that that, that being a, a good dad was was so important. He said failure was not an option in in fatherhood. I, I had to do that well. I couldn't couldn't cut corners there. He said, and and he said, uh, man, I, I'm a man of of Christian character. My faith I- informs my life. I can't cut corners corners in my, in my uh, Christian character, my relationship with God. And, and so he wrote this. He says, I came to a solution. I decided I could fail at my job. It was the only responsibility in my life that seemed flexible. Or, or is it really? I mean, he, he couldn't neglect his job because he had a family to support, right? So, so all of these things are, are kind of, kind of uh, playing together. He, he, th- this, this guy was sensing that, and maybe you sense that as well. What's the answer? I, I mean, I've always heard that at the end of life, as you evaluate how you've lived, you'll, you'll never wish that you had spent more time at work and less time with those that you love, right? And that sounds good, and that's great, uh, except that we still need to work, 
uh, we, work is still important. Not only does it provide for our needs, but we contribute to society. We create when we work. We, we, uh, we worship when we work. We're living out our calling of how God has created us uh, through our work. So we can't just neglect that because we'd rather spend time with our kids. Uh, so, it's so popular, I, I think, today to talk about balancing life and, and work, balancing work with the rest of our lives. And many times uh, you, you, you see that, that certain people might seem out of balance, right? You see someone with a, with a hugely successful career, but a lot of times if you look at the whole life, their whole life, you see that something has given in order for them to be really successful at that. Uh, maybe they couldn't uh, keep their marriage together or, or their kids hate them or, or they're, they're totally, a total emotional basket case or, or they've neglected their soul. Uh, something had to give. So, so, so we, we see that, that if, if we're totally obsessed with one part of this, everything kind of seems out of balance. But is it possible to balance it all, to keep the plate spinning, to keep all the, all the balls up in the air, so to speak? I've heard one phrase along this line, and and I think it starts to get us where we where we need to go here. Uh, and not not that 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 not so much that we need to think about balancing work and life, but that but that it's 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 not something to be balanced, but it's a tension to be managed. So so these things are in tension, right? And sometimes they 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 come in in conflict with each other. So work is a full time job, and then some. Uh, uh, parenting is also a full time job, and then some. Uh, being a loving and supportive spouse is uh, is full time, and, and then some. Uh, serving in ministry at church takes a lot of time and effort, and uh, and and can be very fulfilling. And, and we need to pour our our hearts into that as well. Um, I haven't even mentioned the time that it takes to manage your fantasy football team or. Uh, or go to the go to the shooting range, or scrapbooking, or or whatever the hobbies you might have. You got all these things going on in your life, right? Those can those can take up a lot of time and effort too. So the answer is not necessarily balanced because they're all important. We we don't necessarily give equal time and effort in each area, but it's more about managing the tension between them when they come into conflict with each other, right? Why why should we even manage that tension? Because all of them make up the life that God has called you to lead. It's not just family. It's not just uh, career. It's not just your hobbies. All of those things uh, come to play to make up who God has uh, the life that God has called you to live. But the, but the Bible doesn't lay this out as a juggling act that we're just kind of going to try to make it through life and keep everything up in the air and hope we we make it at the end. In fact, Scripture is is pretty plain about the fact that we have one primary assignment in life, and then all this other stuff comes after that. One thing, uh, not a bunch of things to to, to to balance, but but one thing, and that is being a disciple of Jesus Christ. If you live that out, you you can live that out in a bunch of ways. You live that out at home, you live it out at work, you live it out at school, you live it out in the community, but that's it. Your primary role, your first responsibility is following Jesus. So where does that put all the other responsibilities? Well, there's a great verse in Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Maybe it's a little less about balance, maybe it's not even so much about tension, but maybe it's about priorities or one 
priority in particular. This verse doesn't deny that there are indeed all these things, right? There, there's all this stuff going on in our lives. Uh, they, they are happening and they are important. Uh, you need fulfillment. You need relationships. You need daily bread and clothing and shelter. You need to work. Uh, you need your, your, your hobbies. You need to be a good parent. And, and all of that begins to get sorted out when you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you as well. It doesn't work the other way. It doesn't work any other way, really, right? Uh, What happens if you seek first your job? Well, relationships might suffer. Health might suffer. Your your, your marriage might uh, might not be what it needs to be. Stress goes through the roof. Uh, Maybe you're you're not there when your kids need you. uh, And there's maybe not as much time for, for church, for faith, for personal discipleship. All those things. We seek first work. All these things are not, it doesn't sort everything out. What if you seek first your family? I mean, that sounds like a, a great thing to do. That family is number one, it's most important. I'm going to seek first my family. Well, the scripture doesn't say that. Well, how does that work out? Well, if I seek my family first, then probably the boss isn't happy from time to time. Uh, you, maybe you don't get that promotion. Maybe you're stressed over money because you're not really advancing as you could be. Maybe you're at every soccer game and band concert and horseback riding lesson, but there's not a whole lot of time and effort invested in, in your own soul and your own sp- spiritual growth and development because family is first, and so faith takes a back seat. It doesn't work that way to seek first family and all these things will be... What about your health? I mean, that's very... I mean, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, Right? Seek first your health. You gotta, I mean, if, if you're on the, uh, on the, on the airplane and it starts going down, you've gotta put your mask on first before you help anyone else. Gotta seek first your health. Well, you could, you could end up being the healthiest person alive, right? You could end up, uh, meditating at sunset on the side of a mountain somewhere, eating organic orange slices and tofu and your cholesterol numbers would be amazing, right? But what about all this other stuff? (laughs) Kind of fell by the wayside. You could even seek your ministry first. Well, God wants me to do this for the church or in the community, and so I'm going to pour all my effort into that. Seek first ministry. And you can get so busy at church work that you neglect your other responsibilities. You get burnt out. You get frustrated. You change churches. But maybe it wasn't their fault. Maybe... You had your priorities out of whack and you were seeking first the church work instead of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God. That's when all this other stuff begins to fall in line. I am first and foremost a child of God. I am pursuing a deeper relationship with him and that relationship shapes every other thing I do. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ who happens to have a job, who who happens to have a, a, a wife, who happens to have a family, who happens to have a ministry and who happens to root for the Buckeyes on Saturdays, right? Whew, close one yesterday, right? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. I'm not saying that it's easy, but in a way, it's simple. Sure, all, all of the parts of your life will vie for attention, and, 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 but when the, the number one priority of following Jesus is in place, and that's not in question, and everything falls under that, then it sets it all in line. 
There will be seasons when you spend more time and energy on, on certain things over here, over there, over here with these people or with this situation or, or with this certain thing at work or what. There's seasons and, and, and ebbs and flows and all that, but you're still seeking God and His kingdom first, allowing His righteousness to be formed in you. I, I think it's, um, it's just real easy to get real busy and to forget about the priority of seeking first his kingdom and his... I, we, could, we could spend all day here, we won't, I promise, but, but that word seek is an action word. It's an effort kind of word. It's a, it's not just going to happen to me kind of word. It's a, I'm going to actively seek after God and his kingdom. It means it's important. The most important thing you'll ever do. And when you do that, everything else will fall in line. It's not easy, but it's just that simple. All right, we get so busy. I ran across a, a quote this week. Barbara Brown Taylor says uh, about uh, when she visited China. She says, in China, the polite answer to how are you is, I'm very busy, thank you. If you are very busy, then you must be fine. If you have more to do than you can ever do, and the list never gets done, only longer, then you must be very fine, because not only in China, but also right here at home, successful people are busy people. Effective people are busy people. Religious people are busy people. For millions and millions of people, busyness is the way of life. You can relate to that. Somewhere along the way, however, we can't just keep up the busy, right? That's why any discussion of work has to include a discussion of rest. Some of you are already half asleep, and so you're living this out. I can see you. I'm just kidding. I don't see anybody sleeping. We've talked a lot about work, but, uh, but we need to see that, that it doesn't just stand alone isolated, but that there's also this, uh, this rhythm of of rest as well. Uh, rest is seen in scripture from the very beginning. God worked. He created, right? Six days, God created. He worked. On the seventh day, he rested, right? If you look at Genesis chapter one, uh, you see this rhythm going, uh, and, and uh, you see this, uh, well, you see it played out then. You've got this, the Sabbath day, right? And so God said on the seventh day, you're going to work for six days, a uh, seven day, just like uh, God says, just like I did in creation, uh, I need you to do that. I'll work for six days, seventh day, rest. You, you see it, if, if we had time, we don't have time today, but if we read through Genesis one, you can see that, that every day there was a rhythm, there was a pattern, there was an order to it. Uh, it it's says, and there was evening and there was morning the first day. Uh, he creates some more stuff the second day, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. Third day, fourth day, there was evening and there was morning each day. It's, it's, it's interesting. It didn't say morning and evening. Maybe that's a distinction we need to pull out. I think it might be. Dr. Dan Boone, uh, president of Trevecca Nazarene University, uh, wrote a great job, a great work on, uh, a great book on work and our jobs. We'll get it out here eventually. How We Work is the name of this book. How Faith Makes a different, Difference on the Job. Uh, he, he talked about this, uh, and, and, uh, he says this. Each new day begins with night. When we go to sleep, God begins the new day. We begin each new day resting. 
While we're sawing logs, God is recalibrating his creation. The moon marks the seasons, the waves clean the shores, the lion stalks its prey, earthworms aerate the land, proteins repair our damaged muscles, enzymes digest our food, night cools the earth, dew refreshes the ground. We, make up in, we wake up in a universe humming with the creative activity of God. Isn't that cool? And there was evening and there was morning. We rest so that we can work. I think usually we, we turn that around, right? Uh, uh, most of the time we think I'm going to work hard so I can play hard, right? So I can rest. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, I'll push through this because I know that I've got vacation coming. I'm going to push through this because the weekend's on the way. I, I'm going to work hard so I can, so I can rest or so I can play hard. But, but this rhythm is different than that. I'm, I'm going to rest well so that I can work well. I'm going to rejuvenate so that I'm ready to dive into what God has for me the next day. Uh, rest gives us that, that, that energy for our work, but not just that. Rest also gives us perspective on our work. Again, Dr. Boone says this. The, the, this cycle tells us that the world does not hinge on our work. We make our contribution late in the day, he says. God was putting the finishing touches on creation when we were hired on day six. For all of our industriousness and ingenuity, our acquisitiveness and acquiring, our competing and completing, the world does not hinge on what we do. Take us out of the picture, and life goes on. Kind of takes the wind out of your sails, doesn't it? (laughs) But realizing that the world does not revolve around you and does not revolve around your work can actually revitalize you and your work. Right? It keeps things in perspective, rest and work, evening and morning. Uh, I'm a child of the king who has all of these things, but I'm a child of the king. I'm first seeking him and his righteousness. Everything that I'm doing is for his glory. I'm going to rest, I'm going to work. There is evening and there is morning, but it's God's world. And and when we rest, it keeps us... Keeps that in perspective. I think sometimes we work so hard and we work, work, work because we think, uh, well, what are they going to do if I don't work? I, I've got to do this. I, everything depends on, and it doesn't depend on me. It all depends on God. And if I'm seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, and if I'm walking through that rhythm of rest and work, all these things will be added to us as well. Jesus went round and round with the Pharisees on a lot of different issues, but one, one thing that he, he dealt with a lot was this whole idea of the Sabbath, the Sabbath rest, right? Uh, obviously, it's one of the top, top ten in there, right? Uh, uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy in the Ten Commandments, so it's important we need to do that. This Sabbath day was this, this seventh day, this day of rest, and, uh, and so the Pharisees, they had these Sabbath laws because of what you could and could not do on the Sabbath to define what, what uh, legally it, it meant to work. Right, and so so you could do this much, but not this much. You could take care of this, but you couldn't take care of this. And and uh, and, and so they took that that uh, that that law that says remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And, and then they started defining what that looked like and and made up all these other laws. There's a story of this this uh, this Pharisee uh, who uh, uh, people walked by and saw him. He's standing at the door as if he's going in, and and he's uh, going up the last step, and he's like this. But it was like the middle of the afternoon. And uh, turns out that he had taken his allotted number of steps for the day, and he had to stay there until nightfall. Because once the sun set, then he could go ahead, because, because there was a certain number of steps that you could take on the Sabbath and no more. And he didn't want to be sinning by taking an extra couple of steps to get into his house. 
Jesus says that kind of thinking misses the point. Mark chapter 2, verse 27 says, uh, Jesus uh, says, Then he said to them, uh, Jesus, the, the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. It was given to us as a gift. Rest is given to us as a gift. The Pharisees had turned rest into work. God gave it to us so that we wouldn't always be working. So if you ignore rest, if you get legalistic about rest, either side of things, you miss the point. We need rest. You need time off. You need time away. You need to rest. Uh, about a, a month ago or so, we were gone at, at pastor's retreat, pastor's and spouse's retreat, uh, and our speaker for that, uh, that weekend was a, a Nazarene ER doctor who has uh, written and spoken extensively on this, this whole idea of Sabbath rest, but not necessarily coming at it from a spiritual perspective, but from a biological perspective. What it does to our bodies when all we do is work, 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 and we never take time to rest. It'll catch up with us physically. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, Physical law of, of life. If we're not walk, walking through this balance, this, uh, this uh, balance isn't the right word, this, this rhythm of rest and work and rest and work, then we'll pay for it sometime physically. God gave us this rest, for, not just for our spiritual good, but also for our physical good. And when we ignore it, we do so to our own detriment. And so we must regularly rest Rest our bodies, connect with friends and family, worship our creator. These are the things that should be filling our times of rest. It's part of, I guess, what we could call this work-life balance or this work-life rhythm that we need to be a part of. Again, Dr. Boone, speaking of of, uh, Sabbath rest, he says, instead of enforcing the Sabbath rest, we should be playing. We should be, as he says, dancing with it. Here's, here's a great quote. He says, I think God hopes to catch us fully alive on Sunday, worshiping with our whole heart, photographing a fall tree resplendent in sunburst colors, bouncing a snowmobile over the hills, cranking a stereo player with our favorite music and lying on the floor singing along, wrestling with kids in cool grass, laughing, laughing with friends on the back porch, running for a pass in the end zone, curled up with a good book, taking a nap while pretending to be interested in a football game, uh, embracing, embracing the love of our life, resting, just resting in the grace of God. Or maybe... Just maybe, he says, dancing with the law of the Sabbath. So maybe the secret isn't work-life balance. And maybe we can't, maybe maybe we shouldn't keep up this frenetic, busy pace. Maybe it's it's not so much attention to manage, perhaps. Maybe we can't keep all the balls in the air. Maybe we, we aren't supposed to keep all the plates spinning. Maybe we shouldn't even try. Maybe this life of work and rest and relationships, that that all of life, including our work, including our faith, including our relationships and everything else, maybe all of life should be more like a dance, following the lead of our Creator as we seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to us as well. The word of the Lord says to each one of us, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, 
not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Let's pray together. Father God, we ask for your blessing upon us. We, we pray that in all of life, our relationships, our families, our, our hobbies, our work, our play, our rest, Lord, we pray that you would bring your blessing as we seek after you with all of our hearts. Lord, I pray that if there is anything that, that we have placed in that seek first category instead of you, Lord, I pray that you would challenge us today. I pray that you would help us to, to, to seek first you and your kingdom, knowing that you'll take care of the rest. Lord, I pray that as we go from here today, that we will go knowing that we work for you, <laughs> that every part of our lives, we, we, we rest for you, we play for you, we pray for you, we study, we learn, we, we grow, we invest in others. It's all for you, that whatever we do, we're going to put our whole heart into it because we work for the Lord. Father God, we thank you for your blessing and for your enablement in our lives today. Go with us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.